Okay, hi everybody. This is Two and a Half Gays. This is our first inaugural episode. Um, it's going to be hopefully a regular thing, not sure yet. So I'm Jamal. I'm Theo. I'm Marvin. And this is Two and a Half Gays, um, a podcast where we talk about everything from pop culture to gay related to whatever we're in the mood for. So, let's start off with Chromatica. What do we think, girls? Well, seeing as we've been held hostage to, love to, to, to listen to Chromatica... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, I've been enjoying it, actually. It's really nice just having a, a dance album that doesn't, isn't afraid to be a dance album. I think it would be better if we could enjoy it in the club. But COVID-19 said, nah, bitch. <laughs> but... Otherwise, I think I'm I'm really enjoying it. Marvin, what do you think of a chromatic art? I'm enjoying it, actually. Like Theo said, like, um, it would have been nice to enjoy it in the club, but also it's it's a break from all these sobby romance songs. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. Look, I just wanted to send a word out to all those Lady Gaga haters. <laughs> all of you off the choke. Um, what I appreciate the most about... Chromatica is Lady Gaga, thank goodness, this time around, said she was going to create a dance album, <laughs> gave us a first single that was okay, <laughs> a second single that was a bop, and then a surprise third single which just came out of nowhere. Joanne who? <laughs> and I'm just happy that Lady Gaga said, I'm giving you X, and she gave us X. Not doing the Joanne era where we were so lies with perfect illusion. Kanti, here we are. <laughs> was I mean, country million reasons and we were all very confused as to what actually is going on here <laughs> the album was so country <laughs> no but like I and then favourite tracks on the album I'm really liking Replay um, that's that's really good and the one Sour Candy obviously yeah. Rain On Me obviously but also the one with Alton John yes, yes. I enjoy that one I was surprised that Alton John is a feature on the album <laughs> No! Alton and Lady Gaga good duties, what do you mean? <laughs> I was actually surprised. Why? Because he's old. <laughs> old. Not you being ageist, Marvin. <laughs> he's old. Look, I was just surprised with Sign From Above that Lady Gaga and Alton was on, they were on a far song. I was fully expecting, okay, as per usual, when it comes to the piano. When it comes to Lady Gaga and Elton, they usually collab when it's a lovely ballad. I assume the piano was going to be whipped out, but Gaga said, nah, hoes, you are getting a full-on dance album. Sorry, 2.0. Sorry, the hardest word. What? So- Sorry seems to be the hardest word. The Elton John song. What Elton? What? Sorry seems to be the hardest word. Did you not know it was the Elton John song? I have no idea what song you're talking about. Are you talking about song for you? Is this on the Lion King? No! You can't play it, you can't play it. I'm not gonna play it. I just said, did I check? Maybe I could be getting the the, the name of the song. Are you talking about song for you? I don't know, it could be. I've met so many times, spaces. No, not that one. Because remember, it was a blue. Blue also did a cover of it. I still have no idea what you're talking about. Me too. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just. Anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yes, sorry seems to be the hardest word by Elton John. So Elton John. Yes, guys. I'm well, sorry. No, I was right. I I knew the song. I <laughs> about something we don't know about. Anyway, so my favorite tracks are <laughs> Alice, A Thousand Doves, Hundred Thousand. I can't remember the Doves one. Uh, Free Woman. Babylon is growing on me, but it's a. It's like it's it's. I listen to it and like I'm like I like this, but this also feels like a poor man's vogue. <laughs> uh, it does. It really does. And and I know like it's directly inspired by the same thing. But I'm listening to it. I'm like, Kaga, I know you did this on purpose. But okay, girl, we're here with you. Um, then obviously, rain on me and sour candy with black paint. Sour candy. So yeah, but um, we're proud of our good sis Kaga coming through. And delivering us pops in the time of trauma of COVID of all this mess you guys I think it's difficult to comprehend actually it's difficult to take in what the fact that we're living through the apocalypse <laughs> yes. 
I think that's why we're all having such weird dreams. Sleepless nights. What are you having sleepless nights about? There's a lot going on in my mind at the moment. No, that was me also. I was like, I was struggling with like, for a while, having really weird dreams and also not sleeping properly. Like, because of the pan- pandemic. How do you sleep? I sleep fine. <laughs> Jamal said, I'm not eating this cocoa. Stop my sleep. <laughs> I'm sleeping fine. It's just. Don't like, you have weird nightmares or anything? No, I had one weird dream and then I made out with a white man and I was like. Oh. <laughs> I love it. That's a weird thing to happen to you. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Hmm. These white men are dangerous. Oh, it's evident. Anyway, yeah. before we get to the deep stuff, uh, Marvin, I know you haven't watched Legendary yet, but we kind of need to talk about it. So, we'll fill you in on the details. So basically, Legendary is a new show on HBO. The first episode's up on YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, and it basically is ballroom culture, but kind of through the vein of America's Next Best Dance Crew. Kind of, <laughs> kind of. Oh, that's that is true. Is. That's what it is. Um, the Beginner's Guide to Ballroom. Yeah. Okay. So there are, I don't know how many houses there are. I think it's... There's eight houses. Eight houses, four judges, and then a guest judge. Yeah. It seems like it's going to be every episode. And basically, the first episode is just an introduction to um, ballroom culture. And then the second episode is what really kicks it off, where people walk categories, the judges say chop, or it's tens. But normal, you know, normal ballroom stuff for those of us that have attended the board or two in our lives. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the first two episodes? Because me and Theo have vastly different opinions about this, but okay. I really enjoyed the the introductory um, beginner's guide to ballroom that the show is kind of giving because so much of like queer culture especially um, many of us within it kind of learn it but for other people sometimes it just get dropped into it and it's and it's a lot to comprehend at one time because also there's so many things about ballroom culture that um, you might just know but you don't know the specifics of so I really enjoy that, like, while the show's not entirely beholden to the rules of ballroom, it does take, um, like, 80% of what ballroom is, the ballroom culture is, and then make it for TV, so it's inherently been different in that way. So there's glitz and glam, and there's um, just higher quality of production um, and stuff involved, obviously. But I really enjoyed the aspects, and um, I know there was a lot of criticism about our... Um, number one billboard rapper um, Megan the Stallion to jump in there so Megan is horrible <laughs> point black period I'm sorry love Megan kinda not really still <laughs> waiting on that um, here for Savage but only cause Beyonce was on it um, but Megan is a very nice girl she's friendly she's likeable nice little boxes not be a judge on this show like- she offers absolutely nothing zilch Nada for call. Nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't say nothing. I say she op- she offers the the novice, the outsider, the inexperienced. Opinion. I don't care. This is a show. <laughs> this is a competition show. I'm sorry. If every second sent, if every second word in your sentence is I like, but you like, and they like, like, well, like, she like. Likes it. No, but you need to express it more specifically in a competition show when you're judging people. Yeah, but you can't people, say. Like, you, you can't say start somewhere. You, can't, you can't say Oh I really like that What Megan What <laughs> Was it the dip Was it the duck walk Was it the pose What Megan You have to be more specific <laughs> But it's The show kind of has to begin, begin somewhere Because it also I do agree that The judges need to be looked at And needs to be amended for the second season But for the beginning that the show is It makes a lot of sense And I Because Again, we kind of like um, brought this up on the timeline in relation to kind of RuPaul's Drag Race was that the sh- RuPaul's Drag Race, the first season, is horrendous. I am really struggling to get to that. Jamal's a RuPaul's Drag Race expert aficionado out of all three of us. But um, So it's just the thing of like that first season is really horrible to get to. Top model also. The first season of that show, well, not bad. It wasn't really where the show kind of found its feet. So I think... Um, yeah, but they need the to judging, be But the judging was never the issue with Drag Race or Top Model at the beginning. The judging was pretty fine. Like, I never had an issue with 
even that first season of even though they chopped and changed um, judges to top model, Tyra and Janice kind of were the anchors at the beginning and gave the show leg- legitimacy. That's what you need. And currently, with the judging panel with um, Legendary, the issue is you have Naomi, who is an icon in the ballroom culture, literally one of the baddest vogues you will ever see in your life. I didn't know who she was until watching the show. Well, I did because I am fully invested in queer culture. Yeah. Get you know, on your history, girl. Anyway. Sorry, I'm gay. I'm talking <laughs> with the queer history. Yeah. Um, and then. What frustrated me most about the second episode was Laomi sitting there and having to explain to the other judges what a chop and a ten is. That drove me nuts. Because I understand explaining it to the audience, but then you get the host to do that. The judges should not be sitting there confused as to what is going on. Tyson Bigfoot, great example. Was there, looked pretty, that's about it. Nothing more, nothing less. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I do think that there's, a, there's room for growth and at the moment the show is fun, it's enjoyable, it's accessible for those of us who know next to nothing about the ballroom culture and I think that's a really good way to kind of get people into it, invested, hopefully more people will stumble along and then maybe um, even this can take the, the ballroom culture, not necessarily that needs to be revived in any way shape or form but just help bring it more to the to the mainstream kind of like culture in a way that it hasn't been appreciated before so um i'm excited to see where it goes same and like look the show as a whole is a lot of fun marvin you need to watch it um (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of things you need to watch but i do but i'm catching up on never have i ever on netflix no, in Legendary, it's great. It's great to have these queer performers. Have another show with a bunch of uh, trans women of color that's not posed. That's what I love. Um, it's like seeing all the stories about um, like just trans people existing and it not being based on their trauma. And yes. like being based on their talents and it's so beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful to see. But I'm here for Jarrell, <laughs> father of House Coochie. My handle is Jamal DMG. <laughs> Please, Go behave. If you want to slide into DMs, they're right there. <laughs> Although your country is on fire. <laughs> oh. Speaking nice. about country on fire. So let's talk about Black Lives Matter and the shit that's been going on in the timeline for the last like 48 hours. Can we talk about the fact that the president hasn't even said anything? No, he said something. He called them thugs, remember? Said, and that was the last thing. And then earlier today... He We're talking about Cheeto and Chief, by the way. Number 45 And then to he had party. a press conference earlier And all he could talk about was The US pulling out of the World Health Organization um, Another attack on Japan Nothing about the fact that The country's burning down Because he doesn't care Like that's my biggest issue with Trump Trump does like actually He doesn't care about those people In his country He's shown time and time again He really does not care and the way this man just gets away with like stuff that Obama never would, even though Obama, let's not get into warmonger Barack over there. Um, he wasn't perfect, but he was better. He was. In 45. Because I remember like the, even like you can find it on YouTube. One of my favorite things to watch is the, the Daily Show, um, what's it? Obama scandal back in history. And then it was, it's the silliest things that they kind of became scandals was Obama wearing a tan suit, Obama having um, a soldier just carry an umbrella. And these things became scandals. And the person looking back now, you're like, people were actually upset about it. And that's really futile when you look to 45 now and he's just setting his country on fire and letting black people die because he doesn't really care about how... COVID-19 is affecting America. So, yeah, it's just, it's really messed up. I'm just, I'm like, I've been saying it on the timeline so many times. I'm just, I'm tired. I don't know what to do anymore. Especially, it's weird being a black South African um, and watching what's happening in America. Because even though it's not here, racism, white supremacy and systemic racism, you feel it everywhere. 
if you are black or either person of color to varying degrees. But that has been the issue is seeing these black people get to a point where like they're so frustrated that the only way is to lash out. Because we were here about like four years ago when Trayvon was killed, when Ferguson happened. And then people rose up, protested, and here we are, new decade, different year, same shit. Literally, we're back here again with just black people's existence just being seen as worth absolutely nothing. And that's what killed me the most about um, George. I didn't watch the video because I couldn't, at that stage, after, after Mount Aubrey, I was like, I can't, I can't sit and watch this too. It's... it's Taking in so much trauma and dealing with a global pandemic is a lot to process through. And I, and the way everyone explained it, the fact that this policeman was sitting with his knee on, on George's neck. And when he said, I can't breathe, I just... And in the video, you actually see George die. I, I can't just... I physically cannot take that in. And about something so also. And that's the thing with America, it doesn't matter. Like, why... Police officers, specifically the white ones, don't care about black lives. And that's the biggest issue. That's why when we say black lives matter, it does not mean all lives don't matter. It just means we're talking about black lives now. And black lives are being killed and murdered and being oppressed at an alarming rate for thousands of years and centuries. And this is what... And the only reason now we're at this point is because of social media and videos. Because mm. this has been happening for years and we just never saw it. Mm. So yeah, so uh, it's just been... These last two days specifically, it's like, yo, it's just dealing with seeing... You can see like black people are, need to protest. They don't want to protest, but it's... They're also tired and sick of it and actually don't know what to do anymore because it, everything has been tried. Peaceful protest, everything has been tried. And here we are yet again. And all of this is happening while COVID-19 is still ongoing. Like in the backdrop of this is like people are like almost putting themselves in risk twice because you have to deal with police on one hand and then you have to deal with the pandemic that is affecting so many people um, and kind of everyone's not doing the social distancing thing and the precautions so it's just like a constant wave of concern and like things to be alert about because black people are putting their lives in danger and it's, it's it shouldn't have to be the case but it is it's terrible but it's also like that whole autos report that came out that said he basically killed himself. I was like, wow. Like, what wow. was up with that? Blatant. Bla- y'all just don't care anymore. Y'all just sort of like, it's a black man, it's fine. Let's make, <laughs> Let's make some shit up and keep this pushing. Like, how ridiculous is that whole... Apparently it was a draft one. So it wasn't the final one, it was just the, uh, the draft one because I saw someone tweet about it and said... But also, but it did raise concern about um, kind of what the final report would say but um, the police officer was charged with third degree murder um, and I'm not, I'm not yeah he was charged with third degree murder but um, and I think something else also I can't remember now specifically but look they can have the harshest punishment for this police officer but the problem will still be there it's a system problem yeah, that's the thing. Like, and that's what a lot of white people don't get. Like, when we're addressing Black Lives Matter and racism, we are addressing these are all symptoms of a larger issue. Mm-hmm. This is also, you know, why people are looting because they literally lost their jobs. They live in a society where they're already oppressed. Now you you have this level of oppression. Add on to that a global pandemic where a bunch of people lost their jobs and people can't buy food, people can't buy electricity, people can't buy bread. It's a thing of people are resorting to looting because it's a way for them to struggling. to kind of survive and live and get through. Also, these are big corporations. So to y'all that keep shouting, looting is not the answer. By the way, the reason we're in this mess is because of corporations. Big corporations who run this whole thing and mess that is the world and capitalism. If it wasn't for them, like we, a lot of this systemic issues would not be here. But because of capitalism having us also 
gripped tightly where we can't move out of it because you because it doesn't matter who you are you have to buy into capitalism to survive yeah you can't not survive without buying into capitalism unfortunately that's the world we live in yay and um, and the problem with capitalism is built on white supremacy that is the biggest issue with how capitalism is structured but it's just ugh, it's just heartbreaking ugh, i wish we weren't here and it's the thing that we talk about is the fact that the system wasn't made for <clears throat> sorry for like minorities and for black people to kind of like thrive in so like when people when black people and minorities succeed it's always succeeding in like despite the fact that the system is like working against you not because the system is working in your favor and there's a very kind of like big distinction between the two because um look at how many black people and women of color then like succeed but then they're still having to fight the the system around them to even make progress and eventually people get tired of fighting because you you as much as we want to be social justice warriors and warriors trying to fight for the good every day it gets exhausting and you get worn out and you get tired because you having to put on armor to fight battles every day day in day out it could be a small thing could be a big thing but no one is foolproof and no one doesn't kind of like is fully recharged to fight battles all the time like we need a break which why it sometimes with um black lives matter and with like other um issues it makes perfect sense why people be like okay i need some it's not that i don't care about this issue i just need some time to self care self care is very important because you can get so despondent you can get so overwhelmed and it can really affect your mental health so it's just um again the system isn't isn't necessarily made for for people to for black people and minorities to succeed it's always just like you have to find a way to make it work for you and it's not always easy and it's not always the way that you want it to be and also please celebrities i beg you celebrities <laughs> and influencers please oh yeah we go from the bottom of my heart if you don't have anything constructive to say repost retweet like keep it moving stay in your lane please if 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 you are a certain light skin rapper <laughs> not mentioning names who doesn't have the intellect to fully construct a good argument do not weigh in and say come home please <laughs> to black americans who built america because there's so many issues with like within layers in that statement a racists in america say that all the time to black and mexican people when they want they want to be racist without using the n word with a hard r um secondly africa's also hot mess michael at mugal it is a hot mess here too racism didn't disappear into the ether like as you land into the motherland like it it it, it same issues racism is embedded it's ingrained it's in the dna of africa So it's not going to get them coming here it won't fix anything. And also just my last point about this before I really blow a gasket. If social justice is not your thing but you want to say something, rather amplify the black voices <laughs> that know what they're talking about because otherwise you end up looking like Bubu the actual fool being With clown, clown makeup, <laughs> clown makeup on the timeline. having to tweet something and then we check back an hour later <laughs> error error in loading file which is always funny because the tweets are usually cached so people can still screenshot it yes. so what are you actually achieving nothing so please can everyone just please be cognizant of what you putting out on the timeline because we can't be fighting systemic racism and still correcting your ignorant ass here on the side too because now we're finding finding here then you say something sideways like little Wayne that said um we should blame ourselves now we have to direct our attention here and be like now look here can you just shut up like we're trying to fight white people here can you join us here in this fight can we just fix this one thing first before you want to be ignorant it's a, it's a lot because people want to always people want to like just divide your attention it's like we don't have time for this right now and it's not we're not saying this 
isn't important or isn't value but like we're fighting this particular thing right now and like yes we can fight multiple fights at the same time but we don't we don't need to fight amongst ourselves while also fighting others to kind of kind of like like keep be united on the issue because we understand the point you're trying to make you're just going about it in the most really horrible way that's not needed right now and not constructive so I think the one thing that breaks my heart is the fact that mothers are, you know, having to teach their children, their black children now, you know, it's not anymore, it's not the police officers that they have to be aware of and cautious of. I was watching this one video where this mother was telling her child, you know, don't wear a cap, don't, you know, have your underwear sticking out or anything like that. It's just... Yeah, there was a... Sorry to interrupt. There was another video from about... I think a few years back that also went viral recently. And again, it's this girl with a mom in the background. Um, uh, well, they're sitting in the back of a police police van. And like the mother's like wailing and like crying and everything. And the girl, she's, she's so young. She's still like quite a toddler. She's saying like, Mom, please stop crying. I don't want them to to shoot us. I don't... like. And it's like, how are you at such a young age conditioned to know that your life is in danger as a black person like that is so messed up to think that at six or seven you're aware that you could die because you're a black it's a lot it's scary and also um just on that like please stop policing people and how they should feel and how they should feel about protesting and how they react to things Ooh. please if you are not a black person shush Shush. This includes people of color. I'm just saying in that conversation. Um, you aren't black. Yes, we are all. We all fall under the people of color. Yeah. Lovely banner. Kumbaya, my lord. We are here for each other sometimes. Um, but this is a black issue. Never ever. Yeah. That's why also like when the queen said people of color. I was like, no, Beyonce. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything beyond that because I'm like, Kiki, I don't want the hive on my back. Even, though I, even though I am part of the hive, I've felt the stung before. Even, <laughs> even though it was an innocent comment, I don't know why they attacked me. I just saw Beyonce obvious in my mentions <laughs> for no reason. A story for another time. I'm not even going to elaborate on what I said. And, and it was a valid point. I don't know why people <laughs> took it out of proportion. <laughs> um... Yeah, and like really, it's just, it's heartbreaking. Um, but I'm happy for those that have the range. Belkalis, thank you for always speaking sense. And even though people hate on you constantly and want to attack you, talking about Cardi B for those who don't know, Belkalis is a real name. Um, Cardi B has been the one consistent celeb that every time something happens, she's there. She's there. She is there. Well, she's consistent with her activism. Yeah. Like, mm. Constant. Her political views are fire. Yeah. We love our social commenter. And she opens her purse. Please. <laughs> uh, we don't want to hear God bless. Um, pray. No. We're not singing Imagine. Open your purse. <laughs> open your purse. Either open your purse or give a link for people where they can donate. Mm. Preferably open your purse if you earn... If you... If you... Uh, if you anything above that 10 million bracket... Open your purse. Open. Pharrell, that's you to open your purse. <laughs> open it. We want to see it. And we want to see receipts. Except if you're Beyonce, because Beyonce silently donates anyway. <laughs> the rest of you hoes, open your purse. We want to see it. We want to see it. Show me the receipts. <laughs> None of this foo-foo shit about, oh, we must all band together. What do you want? No. Now open your purse. <laughs> Don't care about you. Ah, oh, tears. Uh-uh. <clears throat> if you earn, a, if you are in that tax bracket where you can afford to open your purse, open your purse, <laughs> or go out to the streets and like Tanashi, be there with the people. You can wear a mask. People will know who you are. I'm sure people are not gonna care because yes. we are fighting a fight here. So if you are a celebrity that isn't out here on these streets. Please, don't, we don't want condolences, we don't want juicing, 
love and light. Open your goddamn purse. Guys, it's a scary time we live in, honestly. It's, it's just deep. so much to deal with. Like, it's just, it never rests. And I know something homophobic will probably kick off probably next week just to put that cherry on the cake because that always happens. Yeah. We deal with one issue, then that kind of calms down, and then another one pops up. Because and homophobia is also that girl. And it's and it's permeating on the on the timeline. Even like just two tweets today were like homophobic and like it was like wh- why where is this coming from and why now like it's it's just really frustrating and really difficult not to um, get caught up in the anger of it because like it's it's quite a lot to deal with. Like, the world's on actual fire. Like, literally, we are living through a pandemic, and you still want to post cuck like... What does that guy say? Don't be a morphe. I'm like, where? Unprovoked. Unprovoked. We are literally all indoors. The gays are leaving everyone alone, and you want to... Why? Like, the, no, yeah. no one was coming for you. And the other one, the other one that asked... Um, what do we call... What, what do you call a, a, a morphe teacher? A and this is a teacher... And I tweeted this. I was, yo, I, was yo, I, I, I saw that and I was Who like... Who looks like Barney on her. <laughs> 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 oh, Barney. Like Barney. Wow. Wow. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I saw that. I looked at that and I was like... Listen. I, I, had, one, I had one or two reactions. I was like, either I can go in here mm-hmm. or I just said, you are homophobe tech. I went the homo- you are homophobe tech road because I was not in the mood to yet again on the timeline explain... Sexuality and gender, separate things. Just because someone is gay doesn't mean gay men don't want to be women. That's not how this works. Separate things. Like, this is not just because gay men that are secure in their masculinity are comfortable with femininity doesn't mean they want to be women. That's not how this works. And I, I had time, and I will read you the tweet. I was like, don't come here with your homophobic piece of shit attitude. Clearly you don't understand the basics of human decency and respect because you tweeted this guy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I was like, like I was how angry. How ignorant do you have to be to ask something like that also? Where that's is very, the common decency? That's because people don't... It's, <laughs> within a South African context, the issue is like, gay men are portrayed in... One very linear life currently still in this country yeah. where, where the stereotype very, is very effeminate. Yeah, it's all everyone is flamboyant, everyone is yes, God and in heels and dipping left, right, and center and like full face beats for the gods. Yes, mama, the house down boots. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't represent everyone, and like queer men come in, queer people and queer people overall come in all different shapes and sizes and. Um, differ in how they tackle their femininity and like it's not we're not one big homogenized group and unfortunately for like middle South Africans who only get exposed to not even just middle South Africans I think like majority South Africans reputation is just not there like so they think everyone is reputation's not there all gay men are copycat of Samizi somehow I don't know how you make that correlation in your mind and um, Mm. while the gay best friend handbag. Yes. And while, like, when it comes with gay men, we in general, if... Not we. Let me not say we. Those of us that are comfortable with our masculinity and uh, don't suffer from internalized homophobia and a um, whole bunch of other problems. Um, gay men, if you've ever met a group, a gaggle of gays, you'll see gender and using pronouns is a very loose thing. Um, we never... Not never, but like we don't, we're not as gripped with gender norms. So you'll see in a group of gay men, people refer to others, he, she, her, just loosely, and no one is batting an eyelid. Yeah. Like you'll say, did you see what that girl was doing? And did she, did she really write that? And you're fully talking about a man and no one cares. And that context is different because we understand there's a rule there set between us. Yeah. And it's not that we don't respect people's pronouns because um, you always have to respect people's pronouns and if someone tells you, oh, this is my, my pronoun and they happen to be genderqueer or non-binary or trans and we always respect that and then go for the hour However, when it comes particularly to, to gay men specifically, 
uh, we're very kind of loose with how we kind of like um, address each other in terms of pronouns because again it, it doesn't feel um, we don't take offense to it it doesn't feel as restrictive but that's a very again it's a very different conversation when it comes to gender as opposed to just sexuality yeah and that's what that's what's frustrating about this thing like you literally asked is do you call a gay man what is this sir or ma'am ma'am I'm like but it's a man he's a man like what 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 is not click what's not clicking what's not what was the reason what was the reason like why even like who asked you for this hot again I implore everyone guys if you have dumb tweets please <laughs> your whatsapp groups your run it by your friends first before you look like a clown on the internet yeah. because there's nothing worse than looking like a clown on the internet yeah. because the internet is forever and people will clown you forever for it they will screenshot it and then bring it back five months later <laughs> out of the blue <laughs> unprovoked people are there just with receipts because people will always just have this screenshot lingering around somewhere <sighs> yeah. it's embarrassing it's embarrassing it's those tweets will come out to haunt <laughs> you <laughs> From the dead Just If you get 10k Hi, let's not be rude Hi. Wow You don't want those ghosts to come back And claim 10k He shall not be named That's clownery, Jamal I mean But you like me all know who we're talking about Because if you're gay because The gays will know The gays will know uh, 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 on a different note, the iPhone 12 is launching. Okay, just for context, two of us are Android users here. We have one bougie Apple user here. <laughs> Who lost the phone? Bad bougie. I've also lost the phone before, but like me and Marvin both are more on the bougie end of things, so we can't live with like, Only children? Nice. <laughs> Only children? So we both replaced our phones with equally expensive phones. <laughs> <laughs> And feel it monthly, but uh, I want to make <laughs> every month that freaking bank statement. I'm just like, oh, I want to die. Is it just the money just disappearing from my bank account? Oh. Oh. But, but Jamal, we would have wasted that money on alcohol anyway. No, no, we were lockdown. Wasting away. Speaking of lockdown, don't forget, guys, get your pre-orders in. Monday is almost here. So it's open. Oh. God, I cannot wait. Oh, Savannah, here I come. <laughs> well, guys, those, it's been two months. For those who are um, outside of South Africa, our lockdown restrictions has involved the ban on tobacco products and the ban on alcohol. Why? Heaven knows. But um, thanks to our president, Cupcake, um, he said we can have alcohol from Monday, the 1st of June. So everyone's been excited and getting their pre-orders in. Jamal, tomorrow's anti-tobacco day. Don't care. <laughs> I legit do not care. <laughs> when people zone, they put saliva on the paper. Someone should Such a weak argument. <laughs> no one cares. It's just like, can we stop? Prohibition doesn't work. It never has. It never will. It just creates a market for illicit things to be sold. And that's what exactly what has happened. What's been happening? Because prohibition doesn't work. How much per day have they been losing? Or? 36 million rand a day. Government's losing 36 million rand a day in tax revenue as a result of that um, tobacco ban. Because somehow you want to save our lives, but county people are going to be praising the Lord in about a week's time. <laughs> but restaurants. And Ms. Rona's just going to, because Ms. Rona most stops at 50. She looks out the door, <laughs> she looks inside, and she's like, mm, okay, 49. Damn it, man, I can't come in. <laughs> then she walks out. Yeah. <laughs> but that's an argument for a different story. We can dive into religion on a later yeah. later episode because that's also a whole different bag of unpacking to do. Girl. <laughs> in for a bumpy ride. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? I was looking at the iPhone 12. Okay, that'll be for a tech section (laughs) (laughs) We'll never have because none of us have the range Well, I speak for yourself, please Yeah (laughs) What What about COVID in South Africa? What about COVID? Like, the fact that our numbers are growing Recently locked down Sure, guys, we're apparently in the epicenter of Africa I know we're in the epicenter of South Africa But, um, (laughs) 
We're in the ghetto, guys. We're yeah, in the guys, ghetto. We're in the Cape Town, in the Western Cape, by the way. Yes. We, we're the epicenter in South Africa. We have, at the time of this recording, we have like over 20k cases, cases. and just over 10k recoveries, so about 10k active cases currently running around in the whole province. <sighs> it's just like, oh, Miss Rona, just. Mm. Corona! Like literally our lives ripped away from us in like a two week period. We were still having fun and one second. It was really crazy. So much it was fun. so it's actually really crazy when you think about how fast it happened because we still went to Pride the week before and then it was K Day the day the week after and then literally within I think about a week or two after that it locked down. Locked down. <laughs> and then we had a few days before Cyril said like it's proper lockdown. Like no more selling of this, and people like, oh, we had to get cigarettes. We gotta get yeah, booze. Yeah, and it was panic buying, which wasn't necessarily smart, but unfortunately, in this country, due to the high levels of um, inequality, some people don't always have the luxury to white buy. people. White people. White people went in all of their Karen and Becky and Carlness ran to the shops. <laughs> the Wednesday, I still remember, was the week. Uh, was the, when the panic buying started. Yes. Cues, no one social distancing. Cues from here till Kingdom Come. People buying five hundred kilometers of toilet paper <laughs> for who? No one knows because, because you could full shit. Because you still could go to the grocery store anyway. Exactly, essential goods. Yeah. But um, people ran out like, and that's the problem. Is like, unfortunately, because of white privilege, white people had the money and the means. Means that. Literally four, three days before payday, could yeah. run out and just buy up everything. Where people of color had to wait for the twenty first, or the rest of us, as poor working folk, yeah. had to wait for the twenty fifth and the thirty first. The thirty first before we could go buy anything. Yeah, and then it was just um, because we knew there wasn't going to be alcohol, and because we knew there was going to be no selling of cigarettes. Mm. Those of us who smoke and drink went and bought. Um, to suck up However The lockdown got extended And then we were Extended And <laughs> extended again And it looked like clowns While with our no booze And no cigarettes And then we, we got levels, levels. <laughs> Now we're in levels We've upgraded to levels We see Yara here Level up 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 Level up, level up. <laughs> But it's just like ugh, the, the thing is like I think what, what makes this more confusing Is the fact that we don't have any Proper regulations The regulations are Not clear And what makes it even more confusing Is that no one knows what they can and cannot do People aren't fools People want things to make sense yeah, Like for example uh, um, When Ibrahim Patel said We can buy winter clothes But you can buy only certain winter clothes I mean then what's the point of selling clothes in the first place if you can only buy certain things? That doesn't make any sense. It was a very much the situation of um, President Cyril Ramaphosa, his leadership being great, his cabinet on the other hand being a complete and utter... Um, shit show. Yes. <laughs> um, no, the problem has been like, someone made the great... Like, who was it? I think... Ugh. Some, I can't remember. One of my mutuals said, like, this is the group project from hell. I think it is. <laughs> Because Cyril will say something to us, we all go, yay! Yay! Great leaders! <laughs> we are being led! Then the ministers address us, and we all left very confused <laughs> as to what is going on. Because he says something, then they come with a whole different story, or they contradict what he said. And then we left there like, but what must happen now? Yeah. And that's been this lockdown for, how long have we been in this? About two months now? Day 60 something Aren't we on now What are we on This lockdown has been long 64 Yeah so And it's It's been this kind of This thing of like This contradictory Push and pull Yes no Messaging that we're getting So And it gets really frustrating As Like citizens Because we We're trying to kind of like Manage our own anxieties And then also still learn Constantly about Okay this is what we can do This is what we can't do This is when we can go out Until this is when we can order Until this is what Like So there's so many kind of Like restrictions And they change As we move between levels So Yeah In my view And I'm a bit tipsy now (laughs) I don't think That South Africa Is equipped to handle a lockdown The reason Is because a lockdown requires 
more of a dictatorship and not a democracy. And that's why in China it's easy to have a lockdown because, or in countries where there's not any democracy, because if you go outside, you can either throw them in jail or kill them. Where here, you have to curtail the rights of people in a way that it's not completely revoked. And that's what essentially this is. I don't think it's that deep. I think South Africans in general, I'm speaking of energy only now, but South Africans in general have a common sense of we all want to get through this. Mm. However, there are those outliers that just make this process way more frustrating. Like when people were allowed to jog and then everyone in Cape Town decided to flock to the promenade and we all looked at them like, what are you doing? What, what are you actually doing? You could jog anywhere. Why are all of you hoes at the same venue? Like, you, y'all are like, it's like we're dealing with children. Like, like everyone lacks common sense. And like, we, we're sitting here, guys, please. Miss Rona's out here killing people. America's hot mess. Italy was even more of a mess. Um, we don't want to be there. We don't want to be that. We don't want to be Italy, UK. We want to, let's be more New Zealand, less America. That's what we're aiming for here. Um, so can we all just be grown-ups? That's all. Can we all be grown-ups? And within your means... Do everything you can to wear your mask, social dis- I'm glad, luckily, we don't have Karens running around here refusing to wear a mask. God, I just, Americans, just the stupidity jumped out. Ugh, I can't even deal. Um, luckily, we don't have those kind of issues, even though there's one political party that is just <laughs> here Pushing being the very annoying with the matric man at the helm. <laughs> Oh, but anyway, so South Africans in general, the consensus feels like we all are trying to get through this. Um, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel, no, I, I'm getting the feeling from America, it's very us against them. Where Trump's over here, his supporters are over here in this corner, people actually trying to make it through Rona are over in this corner, and everyone is fighting each other, where we all, South Africa in general, it feels like we all want to get out of this, yeah. to get back to groove, essentially. <laughs> um, and I think that's what's keeping this this thing loosely together. But people's patience yeah. is also running out now. Yeah. We're getting at this point. People are getting frustrated because rules are weird. They don't make sense. You make these weird rules and now we look at you. But like, can you explain it, please? But now you're banning tobacco because 2,000 people complained. Yeah. And the economics don't add up because we're trying to save the economy here. But you're losing 30 million rand a day. Like, make it make sense, please, for all of us. <laughs> Actually, very fun fact on, well not fun fact, but like on a different note of that tobacco ban, is that the DA is actually saying that the minister lied about those 2,000 submissions. In fact, they received 400 complaints. Deep negro spiritual sigh, I'm just, I'm like I can't fight anymore. Like, like, big tobacco, do your thing, please. How do you expect the government to trust, to win the trust of people if they lie and mislead you. That's the thing. Conflicting messages. We're getting conflicting messages here. Like, we can't hear... We will all be there, front line, fighting Miss Coco V. We'll be there, sword in hand. But you need to equip us properly. <laughs> because now we're standing there, front line, but then you want to take away this, and you want to take away that, and then... Weird regulation. It's the weird regulations where people can't smoke alone, but people can go to church and be 50, 50 strangers together where you don't know where these people are. Um, as someone who is a pastor's kid and knows how, specifically in charismatic churches, I can tell you now for a fact that people are going to be in close proximity with each other. They're going to move then from that to infecting other people close to them. And it's this is what we talk about when we talk. It doesn't make sense. Yes, we understand. Miss Rona is a respiratory disease. We get it. She dumps, jumps in your lungs, causes havoc, leaves you wanting for ventilator. We get that. We understand that. But we're also adults here in this situation. You don't need to save us from ourselves. It's fine. We abide by all rules and regulations. But we need some sort of middle ground here because like I said prohibition never works never has never will
Let's sure. hope things improve. Let's hope for the best. Okay, I think that's it, y'all. I just want to say a big congratulations to the essence of beauty of the bitches <laughs> for the bitches, Miss. I don't debate. I argue. Jada, winner of season twelve of RuPaul's Drag Race, Essence Hall. Congratulations, girl. Love ya. Very happy you won. I'm sad you can only enjoy this for a week before we move on. Uh, but for this week that we are celebrating your win, know that we are happy. Ignore the racist white drag race fans because I'm assuming they're camping in your mentions by this stage. Um, just please, just mute them and block them and ignore them. They are just angry little kids stuck at home and they have nothing but time to harass black queens. Just know you have got a hundred thousand dollars. And you've got the crown, Scepter, and you don't have to come back for All-Stars, praise God. Um, you won your season. We thank you, we praise you, we bow to you, our Queen Jada, the Essence Hall. Do you want to say something, Theo? Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think like this, um, no, I don't think it's particularly anything else I want to just add. Just, I want to stay safe. Um, we're in this together and we'll make it through and please watch Legendary um, it's a vibe also don't forget next week's or not next week whenever the first week in June I don't know when this is going to drop the first week in June All Stars 5 starts so if you're behind I don't know how you're behind but finish season 12 please finish season 12 before jumping into All Stars um, and then Canada's Drag Race is also coming July 5th, I think, is the is the date. So keep a watch out for that too. Um, and if you have gays in your timeline, I'm sure they'll inform you that we are still deep in the gay Premier League. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Can you leave our Twitter handles? Sure. My Twitter, my handle is the same on all platforms. It's Jamal, J-A-M-A-L, Dean, D-E-A-N, G on all platforms. That's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, even though my account's Defunct. Yeah. <laughs> um, TikTok, any platform, please don't invite me on Facebook. I don't do anything on Facebook. Uh, I don't yeah. know her. Yeah, the dormant account. So that's Jamal DNG on all platforms. Holland? My Twitter handle is MarvinCharles17 and my Instagram handle is MarvinMCharles. It still confuses me why they're not the same one. Follow me. <laughs> <laughs> And mine is at the Lion Matters across all social networks. There's a reason why it's called that, but we should get into that at a later date. It's not. Thank oh, wow. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>